Chapter 1. Sleight of Hand Somewhere over southwestern Nevada, United States One minute! Doc yells into the communication system of the 727 cargo jet. The echo of her voice throughout the fuselage brings the reality of the whole situation into focus, while beads of sweat pool at the small of her back. The anticipation is brutal. Nearly a year ago, the Reapers made a significant impact on world affairs, but as a secret covert squadron of the Global Defense Organization, GDO, the Reapers technically don't exist. Now, if all goes according to plan, they are about to shock the world again with a mission so far undercover that the top leaders of the original GDO know nothing about it. This caused quite a heated debate between Doc and Professor prior to takeoff, but the time to back out was way past and the time to deploy is at hand. We're really going to do this, aren't we? She thinks to herself as she makes final checks on the various dials and gauges on the cockpit panel in front of her. Fear ran right down to her toes, but it was rapidly replaced by the excitement of knowing she would soon pilot a top-secret hypersonic stealth aircraft. The fear wasn't because she didn't think she could handle the big bird. Her dream had always been to fly the biggest and the baddest jets she could find. Feeling the stealth aircraft controls in her hands would be heaven. The fear was due to the fact that she would be stealing a top-secret hypersonic jet from the United States of America. That was an act of treason, and she didn't particularly care to live out the rest of her days in Leavenworth. After setting the 727's autopilot, Doc places her helmet loosely on her head, slips on her gloves, and carefully shuffles her 5-foot, 8-inch frame through the tight cockpit. With nylon fabric sewn between her legs and under her arms, along with insulated gloves and boots, Doc's high-performance wingsuit completely envelops her soft mahogany skin. She eases her way through the cockpit door, taking care not to snag her suit on any sharp edges. Slowly, like a duck out of water, she begins waddling through the partially lit cargo bay area, trying to not step on her delicate wingsuit. A distant Halloween memory comes unbidden to her mind. When her parents moved to the United States from India, Doc was five years old and her brother was only three. For her first Halloween, her mother made a hand-sewn duck costume, which made walking nearly impossible. Doc shakes her head with a small smile playing about on her lips. I wonder why I'm thinking about that, she muses. As she continues her awkward shuffle toward the rear of the aircraft, she grins in the dim light, imagining how she must look. Certainly more like a duck than a skydiver in high-tech gear, she thinks. The wingsuit's baggy fabric swishes along the floor, threatening to trip her at any moment. The plan, after her jump, is for the aircraft to continue on its westerly heading, eventually taking it over central California. Then, when the fuel tanks run dry, the 727 will crash into the Pacific Ocean, 80 to 100 miles offshore. Hours earlier, before she left eastern Texas, Doc filed a valid flight plan with the FAA. Officially, the 727 was a military cargo flight with a pilot, co-pilot, and flight engineer. In reality, Doc and Professor are alone on this mission, and the aircraft is completely empty aside from the equipment they will carry with them when they jump. The crash of a military cargo jet will be newsworthy, but the Reapers don't anticipate more than a few small search-and-rescue missions for survivors. The cover of a military cargo flight also gives Doc the clearance to fly close to the Air Force Flight Test Center, where the target aircraft sits in its hangar. For this mission, Doc programmed the autopilot to skim the edge of the no-fly zone. 
Catching a shadowy glimpse of Doc approaching him, Professor reaches up and pulls the handle to open the rear door of the Cargo 727. The whoosh of air from within the cabin nearly sucks him out. Tightening his grip on the handholds, he steadies himself, preparing for the opening of the rear stairway. Could have warned me, Doc yells, growling as she grasps the side rail. As the highest-ranking female reaper, Doc takes a lot of abuse from her fellow mates. The typical bantering and crude jokes are to be expected. After all, piloting for an elite black ops organization like Reaper 2-6 is very competitive. Lately, Professor has been pushing the limits of those competitive boundaries which Doc feels is unnecessary given the high danger level of this mission. The mission, she sighs. It used to be a sense of pride for her whenever she embarked on a mission for the Reapers. After all, she gave the organization her life. She put everything on hold to be a member, friends, family, and love.